0: Thank you for tuning in to the Friendly Strangers podcast. I am your host, Justin. And I'm Caitlin. And uh, thank you for tuning in. I would just like to say that it has been a while since our last episode. Um, we were originally thinking of doing a bi-weekly thing, and I think that's what we're probably going to do now, just so that we have time to refresh. Um, but it took so long, we just didn't feel like doing podcasts, but recently we thought it's time to buckle down and actually start doing this. Um, so we're back we are back what's <laughs> been on your mind lately
1: um breaking bad as you uh yes, you are, well, we are prior to it. this I d- we just finished an episode of breaking bad in season three
0: i think we're about to finish season three
1: now i'm like thinking about like the intricacies of all the all the plot movements that happens we're but bo- uh, we're at the point where tomas just died the little mm-hmm. boy who yeah. killed combo
0: oh well, i guess after jesse had that for
1: this this show ended seven, ye- yeah. seven we, years. Yeah, we we finished
0: like the show multiple times. This is just another time that we are watching yeah. it. But for the viewers I'm or not listeners,
1: I'm not gonna make this a uh, a did you watch episode. But I'm thinking of all the like moral idiosyncrasies that are that like that are put to you as mm-hmm. you watch the show. Yeah, like obviously, I, I I told you that I absolutely adored Walter White. First, watch. Yes. I thought this was the normal guy. This is a guy who got caught up. I, I definitely identified with Walter White more. And now I'm like, Jesus Christ, Walter White is the worst person I've ever goddamn known. Yeah,
0: he's awful. And I remember, like most other people, when I originally watched the show when I was about 17, 18, um, I just turned 25 recently. So it was a while ago. Um, when I first watched the show and I was 17, 18, I was. Like you, more sympathetic to Walt and less sympathetic to Skyler. I probably pretty much hated Skyler, and now growing in my older age, again, I'm only 25, I'm not the oldest person. Skyler's a G. I'm more sympathetic to Skyler now. A G. Yeah, like I understand where she's coming from, and a lot of I think a lot of the times people thought of Skyler as the Walter's
1: bitch wife who yeah she just wouldn't she wouldn't accept what he had done she just kept blaming and victimizing him
0: right and it, like he was like everybody would be like she doesn't see the good things he's trying to do and I think that plot point comes around later on in season three however she's just a normal average everyday woman mm-hmm. whose husband she fi- like any random person like you come home and you figure out That your significant other has been lying to you, creating fugue states, disappearing for hours or even days on end,
1: all while having cancer, and
0: and they're dealing meth. Like, what else is? How else is Skylar supposed to react? Is what I think.
1: Yeah, the the legal things they they've done, and how the repercussions of it can affect you and your family. Mm. yeah just like just having that
0: only you can prevent forest fires
1: only you can prevent the forest fire that was walter white he burned everyone in his path haha that is very true Uh, (laughs) everyone whoever came in contact with walter white was doomed
0: Mm -hmm. which is a very interesting thing right because when i was originally more sympathetic to walt i find myself more sympathetic to the people that he hurts around him and while i detest walt now this time from the beginning when he was up on his bullshit, treating Skylar like that, I thought this guy's a piece of shit. So I don't like him from the beginning. However, he's just so interesting that you can't keep your eyes off of him. And I think that's where brilliant writing comes in because you don't have to like the main character, but if they're interesting enough for you to follow, then I think the writers have done their job very well. And I think they have in this one.
1: So to sum it all up, Mm -hmm. Walter White is the petty gaslighting king. <laughs> he is the king. One hundred percent. The king of gaslighting petty. He is toxic. He's he's toxic before we even came up with a word for it in this fucking decade. Oh yeah. That is he is exactly what one is described with toxic was it was is his toxic character is what leads to the death of many, if not all, characters on the show. Not all, every single character, but every death Mm -hmm. somehow gets back to this man. Anyways, Breaking Bad is a wonderfully written, wonderfully produced masterpiece, and I hope we can get into it a little bit more on Did You Watch? because there's just so much to talk about about it. Absolutely. But what do you have? What do you have this week?
0: Have you been. I I told you about this earlier and told you I would talk about it on the podcast, Mm -hmm. but did you see. What's going on with Joe Budden and Spotify? No. Okay, so about two years ago, Joe Budden and the Joe Budden podcast signed a deal with Spotify for, I believe it was licensing um, with Spotify. Two years, and they would be exclusively played on Spotify.
1: Knew that. mm -hmm.
0: And so something happened where this month on the 23rd, Joe Budden said that they will be leaving Spotify. They said they don't know where they will be able to find the podcast, but it will certainly not be on Spotify. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. And there's a whole bunch of videos about it. And I would rather you listen to Joe Budden talk about it, but I'm going to paraphrase it because I am on Joe Budden's side on this one. Um, Even though we are on Spotify, I like Spotify. So from Joe's perspective... It seems, and I think I would agree with this, they were the first exclusive Spotify podcast. And it seems that they were kind of guinea pigs in an experiment of what Spotify can do in the marketplace of Mm podcasts. You know, they gave them a contract. They gave them their, their checks and everything like that. They had like a great time, signed the contracts. Everything was great. And then a couple things happened where, so they told him that the first two people that are going to be starting off is Joe Budden's podcast. And then they're going to premiere a podcast with Amy Schumer. And they put all this money into Amy Schumer. But Joe Budden consistently on Spotify was the number one podcast for a long time. Like people, Mm -hmm. I love Joe Budden's podcast. Um, So he's number one all the time. But they're putting all their effort into Amy Schumer, who flopped. Like, her first couple episodes came out, did not do well at all. I'm
1: not surprised.
0: Yeah, I mean, people don't really care for Amy Schumer, right? And so something else happened, like, later on, where it was, like, last year, they were like, hey, we should take a vacation, you know? (laughs) Like, okay, so they blew all their people that were also under Spotify out of the water, but they found everybody else was getting bonuses, but they weren't. And they're were like, wait, we're owed bonuses. That's in the contract. Mm-hmm. We exceeded your expectations, which means you go owe us this money. And then they moved the goalpost on them and said, no, we're not giving you uh, a bonus. At some point, they tried to make it up to them by getting them used Rolexes. And, a co- <laughs> and they they went shy. Cause if they offered me Rolexes, I would take it, but... I'd be like, bro, like you owe me a bonus. Like,
1: I want money. You yeah. all give me the money you owe me. Because my bonus
0: could have been 200000 but you're only going to pay for a $10,000 watch? Like, that's and a used watch. Like, they gave them used jewelry. And now, you know, we're average everyday people who probably can't purchase a Rolex right now. Right. So why do we feel bad? It's just you have to look at it in the sense of we're podcasters. Give me the
1: money that you owe me. That's absolutely. It. That's it.
0: Absolutely. So around Christmas time last year, around New Year's, they start talking to each other. The the guys in the Rory mall, uh, Erickson, Joe, Sabon, They're like, yo, we worked hard this year. Let, let's do a little vacation, come back for the new year, prepped, and we're going to be good to go to give our fans all new content,
1: mm-hmm. which is
0: great. So they put in a time-off request with Spotify, and Spotify said no. Spotify straight up said, you can't go on vacation. And they were like, well, why the fuck is that? So they see all this stuff going on. They're being treated to the wayside. They're picking up other other podcasts. Um, Joe Rogan gets $100 million and things like that for licensing on Spotify. Yeah, Joe Rogan got a great deal. So many people are making millions just by getting signed exclusively to Spotify. But Joe Budden was the first one. So he feels that they were using the Joe Budden podcast, which gets a lot of users in the hip hop world. Mm-hmm. gets a lot of listeners and they undervalued them. And I guess Joe found out how much Spotify was making on the back end compared to what they were making. So I think, I don't know if it was this year or last year, that negotiations for a contract renewal were up. And he said that they offered him as much money, more money than he could ever think to have. Everybody on the podcast would have been millionaires, but he turned it down because apparently... They wanted a piece of everything that they all did. Maul wanted to go off and do his own podcast. Also, while simultaneously doing the Joe Budden podcast, Mm -hmm. Spotify wanted a cut of that. Apparently, what I heard is Rory manages an R&B group and Spotify wanted a cut of that. So Joe Budden saw the value in Spotify and said, yes, this is a lot of he said it was in the eight figures. Yeah. Yeah. Which means Hundreds it's no millions. less than ten million dollars that they offered him. Which means they offered him probably ten million dollars, anywhere from ten million dollars to a hundred million to ninety-nine million. Like, I think right. I have the those figures right. Eight if figures. If
1: Joe, but if Joe, uh,
0: no, that would be nine figures on the next part.
1: If Joe Rogan got a hundred million, then th- they surely would have given Joe Budden... 2 200 million at least
0: they should have but here's the thing so th- he saw that and said no like we're not doing that and i would have to say props to joe budden for sticking to his guns because well here's the thing we're not in his position he made they they make good money they made good money from that original spotify deal so it probably makes that kind of money easier to walk away from but if Spotify came to me and said, we will give you 100000000 million, let's just say $10 million.
1: For a cut of everything? For though? a cut
0: of everything. If we're only doing friendly strangers and that's on the, the thing, then I'll be like, all right. But also I have to put it in perspective, right, of everything. Let's say you start Terra's Kiss, your um, Etsy store idea, your small business idea. Aside from it and then Spotify says well you're under us. We own you which means terrorist kiss is now a piece of us. Which yeah, means mm-hmm. you have to give. That's that's a little that's fucked up right? That's contract slavery. Yeah that's a little fucked up.
1: That's contract slavery. So
0: Joe Budden's walking away from Spotify because they did that. Now it's possible that other people are getting better and good deals with freedom to do it <coughs> but there was a very interesting line that he said when I was listening to his podcast today where he said um, specifically he said don't make something along the lines of don't work with a white man who's making $900 million that you're helping them make $900 million and they give you jewelry in return. And then he even likened it to Joe Rogan where people were saying Joe Budden is mad because Joe Rogan got a million, a hundred million and Joe Budden couldn't see that deal. And Joe Budden said, Joe Rogan has every right to be upset if he's making $100 million. And then he realizes that his podcast is making Spotify $900 million, There's There's a discrepancy there. Joe Rogan would have every right to be upset. And it reminds me, going back to the Breaking Bad thing.
1: Run me my money, bitch.
0: When Jesse... Says, yo, Gus is probably making so much money and we're only getting 1.5? And Walt says, you're a millionaire and you're complaining? After hearing the Joe Budden thing, after hearing the Joe Budden thing, I feel Jesse on that. Yeah, you're probably making 100 million dollars on he on my work. He had to and you're c- going to give me 1.5?
1: He had Fuck to cash you. out 400,000 on his to buy back his parents' house. Yeah. That if you're only getting 1.5 million, 400,000 is already a huge chunk of that. For 3 months of your time, yes, that's a lot of money, but also compared to the extrapolated literally exponentially larger amount of money that Gus was making. Right would be making off of their 200 pounds a week is ridiculous yeah
0: you you mean to tell me i'm a slave away even though he did say you can make your own hours come and go as you please just as long as i get the 200 pounds a week that's all well and good but off of this off of my 1.5 million my one my work to make 1.5 is going to make you 100 million you got to give me at least 5 million you got to give me at least five and there's an argument to be made that you owe you deserve more Cause that's your work. This is your meth. This is your podcast. Like you are the. They, like they put two, three hour podcasts out a week. Like that's hard work. And you mean to tell me, you're gonna give them, a, a chump piece of change? I mean, granted, it's more money than you and I will probably ever see. But if I take myself into that entrepreneurial mindset,
1: it's not smart.
0: It's not, it's not smart, a smart for
1: investment. Them. A one time payment. In exchange for gratuity in in perpetuity. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Gratuity, literally, in in perpetuity. Literally, you own everything I ever do, er everything I ever create, Mm -hmm. make with my own fucking bare hands and earn from. You take a cut for the rest of my life over a one-time payment of $10 million. At that point, if I've already been a millionaire, I don't need another $10 million.
0: Absolutely. When when you become a millionaire, you have to start having millionaire conversations. (laughs) And that means, in a way, not being humble. And I guess, in a way, that's kind of where Monique fucked up a couple years ago. Monique
1: fucked up on that one. Because
0: she asked – she said – how much did they offer 500,000 for the Netflix special? <laughs>
1: they offered her 500,000 and offered Dave Chappelle 40 million for those two specials.
0: Right. And I think where she fucked up was I d- I think she has a right to
1: She had just returned back from from retiring. Number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, she wasn't selling out shows as much as Dave Chappelle and mm-hmm. Amy Schumer and right. all of those con- comedians were at the time. Um she it was gonna be a first special back. She also hadn't been on tour very long. Like I right. said, she had just she had just come back. Right. So there were so many factors going into why her value was not more than was not even equal to. I'm gonna give Dave you I'm gonna get
0: you another level. You wanna know where she actually fucked up? Where she asked everyday Americans, <laughs> bless you, she asked everyday Americans to boycott Netflix on her <laughs> behalf. And there's nothing wrong with her saying I feel I'm worth this. Which means I'm gonna fight for this. Fight for a boo boo. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But when you say to average everyday Americans, I they only offered me five hundred thousand, which means you need to boycott Netflix, which you pay eight to anywhere between eight to, to fifteen dollars a month. These people live check to check and sometimes Netflix is their only escape for entertainment. I used to work in the apartment industry and I had to bring a little boy home and we were talking about Marvel movies and I said, "Oh, have you seen this one?" and he said, "No because, because it's not on Netflix yet." Because it's not on Netflix yet. I was like, "Oh, just out of curiosity, do you like not like going to the movies?" And he said, "No, my mom doesn't have any money to take us to the movies." Mm-hmm. That's a reality for people. So if you go to the average everyday people to say boycott on my behalf because they didn't offer me this, they're gonna look at you like you're crazy. Joe Joe why Budden's, would I
1: fight for your money?
0: Right, Joe Budden's not asking people to fight. He's he's even he's saying podcast creators, people in this area, when companies come to you, know your worth. And if you take a and he even said if you take a deal from Spotify, I'm not mad at you. Congrats to you, but just know what's in your contract going forward, know your worth, know what you want to do. And at some point, Spotify told him, he said, oh, we can put ads on your podcast. And then he was like, you must not know our podcast because they don't do ads. They've created a huge following, catering to the listener experience without ever using ads. And they made good money doing so. So, the way Joe saw it was Spotify wants to put ads on my creation. This thing that I and my friends built, which means they don't understand my creation. If they want to put ads on my creation, something that that I've done for years. Have you ever listened to an episode? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So I think Joe will find a new home somewhere else. And I think he'll be better off for it. Um, a whole bunch of other like Ricky Thompson just got a deal with Spotify for podcasting. Bills like they, they're giving out mills ms mills.
1: I think a good contender for uh to pick up where Spotify left off would be possibly Apple Music for the Joe Rogan, for the Joe Budden podcast.
0: Possibly or
1: because Apple, Apple has had experience dealing in these multi-million-dollar deals with. This Absolutely, way.
0: but I don't think Joe Rogan. I'm Joe Rogan. Joe Budden. <laughs> I don't think Joe Budden has any interest in going to like a white-owned company. He may go to Apple. They may go to Apple,
1: but Ooh, I don't. Because he, he
0: no, because uh, Jay Z kind of has beef with Joe Budden from Damn. back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> back in the back in the day, uh, Jay Z kind of like. It's like this rumor that like Jay-Z sabotaged Joe Budden's career. Joe Budden was on the come up and then like they kind of got into like a little beef. And Jay-Z has power. So he kind of fucked over Joe Budden's career in rapping in a How? sense. How? Hmm?
1: How I wonder.
0: I don't know. I don't know. But okay. that's just what I hear through the grapevine. Through the but grapevine. He they can't they they talked about that. They said the people were saying well, you should go to title and they're like Jay-Z's not going to fucking put Joe Budden on title. Like he he was joking, but he's like Jay Z's not gonna fucking put me on on title. You fucking crazy, but I think he will go to a black owned um, business streaming service.
1: What about what does Puffy have? Puffy B- P Diddy.
0: Uh, I think he has Revolt, which he's doing a lot of great things. He may have Joe go over there, which I think. Um, what's that show that he does? That awesome show that he does. Who? Uh, Joe Button. With. Scotty beam is this. Oh yes. Scotty State beam? of the culture. State of the culture. I think that's on. Revolt. I like that. So I think if he were to just transfer his podcast specifically only to revolt, but revolt doesn't have like a podcasting app. I guess we'll figure it out next time we talk. <laughs> um, I guess that'll just be that. But yeah, it's a very interesting thing. Now for me, like, let's say we were to grow oh. and Spotify were to come with to us. I this wouldn't make me say, nah, like, I'm not going to fuck with Spotify. I would just mm-hmm. be like, well, what what do you have to say? Like, just let us know okay. what you want from us, from friendly strangers. So
1: n- since we're on the topic of deals, mm-hmm. I keep thinking, let's kind of, g- I don't know if we ever talked about it on, on. I was going to say on camera, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I've, if we've ever talked about it on recording, but... Um, Speaking of deals, let's talk about that deal that George Lucas has gotten from Disney.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Talk about it. Talk like about it.
1: Let's go off this. Um, Disney sis. has. So according to you, from I hear it. I heard it from down the grapevine from you. Mm-hmm. Go ahead.
0: Oh, that um. originally when Disney bought Star Wars from George Lucas, they gave him four billies.
1: Four billion. And people wondered why he, why he just took the first number that they rolled out. Why he didn't negotiate for larger. And this by the way, this is four billion for rights to the entire Star Wars franchise, mm-hmm. which at this point had been running Which is publishing, video years? games, movies, yeah. books, Comics, everything, everything under Star
0: Wars, which I'm actually reading a Star Wars everything, book right
1: now. Everything. A universe worth, of course, far more than billions. They're literally considering building a Death Star, a real death star really <laughs> yeah there are rumors that they they're trying to gather that disney is guys trying to gather equipment and stuff it's a whole bunch D- of disney
0: stuff. has enough money to probably turn earth into a death star
1: i don't know <laughs> i don't know but george lucas took this four billion for um the rights to star wars and you know he hung it up it had, it had been a He's good 40 chilling. years he was chilling he said yes four billion and people were like why didn't you negotiate for more george let me tell you why George didn't Four negotiate billion? for more. It's the B on that bitch. That's what I'm talking about.
0: You also... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
1: The B on the Illion is the reason why Bruh. George didn't <laughs> turn it Bruh. down. Because even if... Um, we were talking, me and you were talking, we said even if we spent on everything we ever wanted, paid off all our debts, invested, gave away thousands upon millions of dollars for charity, gave ourselves modest salaries of $50,000 for the rest of our lives, we still couldn't spend through $4 billion in our, s- in our single lifetime.
0: You know what's crazy? I did the math today <laughs> because I just used the f- number of $1 million. $1 million you give to me right now. Let's say, because I always looked at it as, because I've seen good apartments, like standard, middle of the road, decent luxury apartments in Manhattan. We're from New York City. We always have this thought of possibly moving back. Buy a back, building, buy a we, No, not even that. Mm-hmm. The average rent in like a luxury apartment for like studios to one bedrooms in it's like a th- nice apartment is $3,000 mm-hmm. in New York City. And I calculated if you were to give me a million dollars and our rent is $3000 a month. It would take us 27 years to burn through 3000 to burn through 1 million dollars at $3000 a month on rent. 27 years. 27 years. 1 million dollars, $3000 a month
1: on just rent.
0: On just rent. But still that's a billion. lot. 4
1: billion. Four billion, anyways.
0: Four billion. So, your great great grandkids are eating. That's enough money to secure you and your family for generations.
1: Generations.
0: Generations.
1: Generations.
0: Which is what anyone really wants, Perfectly, right? Perfectly,
1: honestly speaking, I feel like he could have squeezed Disney for a good hundred billion. <laughs> like 100
0: billion? no, I don't know about hundred billion. Star Wars. I think
1: in perpetuity. Star mm-hmm. Wars in I think perpetuity.
0: Ten. You. I think at the moment like I think <laughs> we're sim I think you and I are simultaneously Babe. like bigging up how much a billion is, but also downside, like a hundred billion? I don't even think Disney has In that. Perpetuity.
1: Money. Think about all the movies they they've made, the movies they're going to make. Think about the shows, the attractions. I don't even think they'll get the to the merch. Billion, the prints, the 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 theme parks, the Everything, Mm -hmm. the new shows, all of it, the Disney Plus platform, all of that shit. Babe, if they could buy ESPN, they could buy Star Wars in perpetuity and make back literally thousands more Mm -hmm. times the money.
0: I don't think so because um, he could
1: sque- he squeezed them for a couple more bees. I think 100. I, me personally, I, I would have if I had if I had the choice, if I had the balls in the meeting room and they asked me what I wanted, 100 billion. I
0: don't think they would have given you 100 billion. They I don't even think they have 100. Well, they may have 100 billion. But here's the crack. But they don't have that kind of money to spend it on one property. Okay, okay. And I'll tell you why though. <coughs> in they only just recouped that 4 billion in 2018. So if they gave a hundred billion, it would have taken them much longer, like years upon years, to recover. Okay,
1: that given money. what the universe so was maybe, at the time, maybe
0: ten billion. He could have, at most, he probably could have gotten 12. twelve. Okay, twelve. Yeah.
1: Okay, but here's the rub. Here's the here's the greatest part about this. Yeah. It's them calling George back.
0: For the new movies. (laughs) For the
1: new movies. Yeah, and it's crazy because... To direct the new movies. And I
0: think the people who do The Mandalorian are doing the right thing because... Hold on, I just got a notification. Oh, no, never mind. I think they're doing the right thing because Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni, who are doing The Mandalorian, they actually get George to come on set and say, hey, what do you think of this in, in respect to your original vision of what Star Wars is? So they have a lot of respect for George in ways that maybe the company didn't. And I think now they're kind of having him back. I think they're possibly going to take Kathleen Kennedy out and they're going to have George Lucas come back. And what I read, I don't know how they're going to do it, but apparently they're going to retcon the the most recent trilogy and make make it happen so that way it doesn't really matter. And it's like, "Bro, you made us watch three whole like a whole trilogy of movies." What are you going to do that's just going to say, yeah, it doesn't matter anymore? And I like those movies. They're fine movies. How many
1: times are we going to reset the timeline here, guys?
0: It's kind of like X-Men, right? Like I can't
1: stand <gasps> the X-Men timeline. Do you
0: think Star Wars is going to become be like, like the X-Men? next X-Men? I hope not.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. There is so... X-Men, listen. I will not. I'm not going to be the person that says, I grew up with X-Men. Right. I saw the movies sparingly throughout my childhood. You showed me them. I sh- I fell in love with X-Men first class and then sometime Get a couple moving. of years ago I just started picking we just started picking up comics cuz we were both working in the same call center mm-hmm. and in a call center environment, Jesus fucking Christ, you want to blow your brains out, you're not Absolutely. allowed to have your phone all day. So I would just bring comics and I just picked up X-Men. And I got to tell you as someone who loves and enjoys X-Men, I hope to God they don't do what they did what they did to X-Men, to the X-Men movies, to Star Wars. The I resetting of the timelines, the constant changing out of the villains, the poor, the poor studio value. Come on, guys. Let's keep it up.
0: Yeah, they fucked X-Men really hard. Do, what but do you think Disney's going to do with X-Men? Because they now own Fox. Fox owned X-Men. They just released New Mutants. And do Disney you owns think Marvel. A, yeah, Disney owns Marvel. Do you think that there is a place... For the X Men characters as we know them in the Marvel universe with DC, I'm not DC in the Marvel universe as we know it, MCU.
1: I gotta tell you what, as someone that's a fan of X Men, I don't think that there's a place for our original characters. Another Wolverine, another Jean Grey, another.
0: Do you think anybody could do Wolverine, or should they just have Hugh Jackman? Back?
1: I don't think they should go with that generation. They should focus on the new X Men, like the New yeah. Mutants. That's the the New Mutants movie that's coming out. Mm-hmm um this new line of comics quentin queer i think they should start giving these new x-men a chance i i I love don't get me wrong i love the original team storm beast um wolverine uh charles xavier scott all of them i love them don't get me wrong i love that shit i love it in the comics all over but i think it's time for disney marvel the industry to do something new i'm tired of our basic ass yeah. hero blockbusters we did it with the marvel Cin- cinematic universe and that shit was over after infinity war and now we're in the post cinematic universe mm-hmm. as far as i'm concerned this is this is disney's chance to shine this is where they're yeah. going to show us on the uh, they're going to show us good tv content uh, if they're gonna release movies i'd rather that they give us <sighs> creative artistically crafted movies rather than these shell shits that no offense DC Mm -hmm. has been putting out.
0: Have you seen the trailer for the Snyder cut for the justice league?
1: No. DC is a tough spot for me.
0: Yeah. Their animated stuff is way better than their live action stuff. My biggest annoyance is that everybody was going off about the Snyder cut when it comes to, well, I agree with everything that you said about Marvel, you know, everything Mm -hmm. like X-Men. Um, but because you mentioned DC, I'm like, did you see that? But it's weird because there was this whole thing because, okay, I think people are a little too hard on Zack Snyder personally. But creatively, I just don't like his stuff. He did Batman versus Superman, which mm. person I believe is one of the worst th- mm. stories I've ever seen of all time. Right. And then Justice League was not very good at all. And then everybody was like, release the Snyder Cut. So what happened was in the middle of filming Justice League, unfortunately, I don't want to make light of the situation at all. His daughter committed suicide and then he had to leave. And then Joss Whedon, who directed the original Avengers, stepped in. And then that's where you kind of got the reshoots. Things were a little bit more lighthearted in the way that Joss Whedon directs. And then now people were saying, oh, we need to release the Snyder cut, like what Zack Snyder wanted to do. And it's just like, bro, the movie is shitty. Like, <laughs> what, what like,
1: makes
0: what makes you think a longer... Two people
1: worked on it and it was shitty. No, like. what
0: makes you think a longer version of a shitty movie is just going to make it better? It's a shitty movie. You just prolong the shittiness. And again, no disrespect to Zack Snyder personally. Because what he went through to leave that film, I I can't imagine. Like all respect to him as an uh, individual. What is the new
1: director's name?
0: Uh Joss Whedon.
1: Joss Whedon? Yeah. Joss Whedon just picked up the shitty startings. And it of still a project. wasn't good. It still wasn't good. Two two people worked on a project that it still came out bad. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah. So
1: I don't even I don't even think about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think I've about never, it. I've never.
0: I never thought. You know
1: what was good?
0: Yeah. Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> just. They just keep fucking up.
1: Oh, speaking of not thinking about it. Oh my God, I love where this is going. What? Speaking of not thinking about it. Remember the other day we thought about Game of Thrones and we put that shit in oh. the perspective. We thought that shit ended. We thought that shit ended June 2018. No, nah, that shit was last year. That shit year. ended a
0: year ago. <laughs> It was so bad, it literally feels like years. And here's the thing, because right? N- the n- acting was great. The direction was great. The sound design was great. Everything about the show was great. The last season, the writing was it was the writing that was fucking awful. You
1: know how bad it is, folks? The <sighs> Being so mentally scarred by the disappointment of the end of Game of Thrones made Justin say, I don't ever want to talk about it again <laughs> every time. OK, so the show ended when May last <laughs> year,
0: the <laughs> show it was like April. The show Maybe ended April, May. April yeah. to May
1: because it was only like seven episodes yeah, It started seven, in April, six. which means it had to end like May to early June. Mm-hmm. So we were already midway through the year early into summer when this shit finished. And I swear to you guys, every single time it came up over the next couple of months, he said, "I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Don't bring that up. I don't want to talk about it. Let's." Uh, he said, and he he just kept saying, "I don't want to get upset again. I don't want to talk about it."
0: And it may, and I end up talking about it, and I get up, and I end up more <laughs> upset than I was when I originally fucking finished the show, bruh.
1: Until I brought that shit up bruh, the other night,
0: w- When. Bran, I, I forget when he says it, but he says, I have no interest in being king. And, right? then, at the and end, then at the end, Tyrion says, Bran should than be a Brand good the king. king. And he said, why, says, why do you think
1: I came all this way?
0: Why do you think I came all this way? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? You lied? You're a fucking liar? Fuck you. You lied to the audience? Fuck
1: it's, not you. It's, <laughs> it's not a plot twist. It's a lie.
0: It's not a plot twist. It's a lie. That's absolutely right, babe. (laughs) It's a great Bob's Burgers (laughs) reference, too. That's not a plot twist. It's a fucking... I'm going to name the episode. It's not a plot twist. It's a fucking lie. Speaking of plot twists, (laughs) I thought about this when we were talking about the X-Men, and this is going to be somewhat of a downer, and I completely forgot about this, but this one genuinely bummed us out. Chadwick Boseman.
1: Oh, my God.
0: I... You... We he were watching TV. stage
1: for he had stage four cancer, colon
0: cancer, I believe. Yeah, we were even dying. He, they
1: said he got diagnosed in 2016 way before.
0: Yeah, he was he was suffering in silence, kind of going through only his immediate family knew. Um, we were watching TV. I think we were watching Breaking Bad or maybe Legend of Korra. And then I heard you gasp like <gasps> and I went. I, it startled me, and I was like, "Oh my I God!" I heard are you about okay? it 20
1: minutes after the news broke. Yeah, I, was like, I read okay? it 20 What's going minutes on? after the news broke. When I googled it, like I saw the headline, and then I s- and then I googled it immediately, and all of the articles were 17 minutes ago, 16 minutes ago, 18 minutes ago, posted 19 minutes ago, and it was ju- I was just like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait!" The news is just hitting the world now within the last 20 minutes that he had died, Nobody and I remember knew. we were listening. T- I was listening to. Um, this song off the Black Panther soundtrack, mm-hmm. that really pretty song.
0: Um, was it the one with Khalid?
1: Flower Girl, yeah.
0: Yes, with the, the one with Khalid. Yeah, that's a good song. With Kendrick, Khalid. Um, I forget who else is on it.
1: It is The Ways. The Way. Yeah, that's Sway a, Lee. That's a good song. It's Khalid and song. Sway Lee. It's, I was listening to The Ways the other day and I remember. I got this visceral memory of being in our old apartment mm-hmm. um our first apartment our first together. apartment together eleven and nineteen Black we, came moved out. And f- we moved in January and then we moved in january twenty eighteen mm-hmm. and Black Panther came out february twenty eighteen yeah. and I still have the pictures from the day that we went to go see Black Panther mm-hmm. and I remember I put on my um i everyone was okay everyone the internet was like everyone show up in your most ethnic fucking clothing dashikis. you were gonna
0: show up in a dashiki i was, but gonna, it was i was too putting cold. on my
1: shit my dashiki but it was too cold so your girl got a cardigan and a button up instead anyways that song came on the other day and i remember being in that apartment watching that movie bootleg on my phone as mm-hmm. i got ready in the morning i watched that movie i gotta say 10 times within the first two months of seeing it because it impacted me that much yeah. and i loved every single time I just loved seeing cha- both Chadwick Boseman and um, Michael B Jordan on screen mm-hmm. and it hurt and, I, and then yeah. of course he was um, he got casted for 21 Bridges not that that would look like a fantastic movie to me at the time but he's been doing all of these things over the last couple of years he d- it felt like nothing it felt like for two years it was Chadman Chadwick Boseman's yeah, year
0: absolutely and Colin not Katzen to mention, didn't stop him.
1: not to mention, he's so young. He was 40. He's 41 yeah. years old.
0: He seemed like the nicest guy, too. I watched interviews with him. He did a couple like actors. Every person actors. that
1: I've ever every person that I've uh, that has ever publicly commented on him has said positive things pretty much.
0: Yeah. I, th- I almost cried when I watched when I read Janelle Monet's tribute to him where, you know, she lives in Atlanta Mm-hmm. I think I think she lives in Atlanta. She's from but she, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, but they were filming because I think Disney films a lot of stuff for tax purposes in Atlanta, so mm-hmm. they can write off a lot of stuff, um, or Georgia itself. But they were in Atlanta, and Janelle Monae has a house out there, and she housed a bunch of the cast of Black Panther, and you know she said like, you know, me and Chadwick would would dance, and he I had know. like the friendliest smile. And she said and and she ended his the post in tribute to him saying, uh, save a dance for me for when I get there or something like that. And it just made me feel like, dang, like it's always like the nice people that you don't want to go. For me, it's it's the
1: youth. It's the youth that kills me.
0: And I remember he made me feel a little bit more confident in my slender body because I remember back then I was really trying to like bulk up. Like just I, I, I was so insecure about being so skinny And then when I watched that movie, Black Panther, he was still like probably just about as skinny as me, but he was really toned. And I was like, yo, like I want to look like that. So I remember looking at Chadwick Boseman thinking, I want to look like that, like my body. And then on top of that, outside of that, I saw his interviews and he just seemed like the nicest guy, even though he was suffering from cancer. He looked so full of life all the time.
1: So the thing about the chat about Chadwick Boseman's death
0: mm-hmm.
1: that um that seemed to be most impactful was I'm sorry, I just thought about something. I Go, read good,
0: good. You're good.
1: As the news broke, I read one story that Angela Bassett posted on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And she said that, you know, he he graduated from Howard University. Yeah. And she is an honorary graduate from yeah, from Howard University. She got an honor, an honorary degree. And how, so that was one of the first things he said to connect with her when they first started working together on the set of Black Panther. And he, she mm-hmm. said from late night shooting to early mornings in makeup, we were getting to know each other as mother and son on screen as well as off screen. Yeah, she said it hurts to have a young man such as this be lost, mm-hmm. and he was only forty-one. Kobe was also early forties, around
0: there, yeah. But you know what's crazy? 40. I heard this story a while ago, and I just came to um, confirm it. And it and I guess it's a beautiful thing about community and uplifting others, right? And and. People can't see, but I'm not black. (laughs) But, you know, I'm me and our friend James, very, very staunch people on Black Lives Matter. We kind of get angry when we see all this stuff. So for me, I kind of see the importance of whenever black people are doing things together to benefit themselves. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Right. Because I myself, as somebody who has money in the marketplace that I want to spend, I want to spend it in more ethical places, more black owned things. So I understand their semblance of community in the black community. Denzel Washington paid for Chadwick Boseman's tuition at Howard. Yeah, I, th- I don't know if he did it for just him, but I think it was him. It was Denzel Washington and maybe a couple of other black actors who found a couple young, talented people. Chadwick Boseman was included in that circle and just paid for their tuition to go to school. And that can't be understated because I think that's a fucking beautiful thing. You know, if I had money, if I had Denzel Washington money, I would want to just, like, go to youth where we're from, like the Bronx and Brooklyn, and just say, your dreams can come true. And here's a tool to fucking make that because... You know, while I'm not black, I am Puerto Rican, you are black. There's not a lot of people who look like us and who think like us and who feel like us and who experience the same anxieties as us in these high positions of power or in, in levels. So it's like, if I had that power, I would absolutely want to do that and, and make way. And, and Ch- I think Chadwick Boseman, just from being in Black Panther alone, and how he portrayed that character. He's, he
1: he described it, What some accounts that are coming from his estate are saying that he described it as his greatest role. The yeah. role that would define his career. Absolutely. And most definitely. So, of course. <coughs> I wonder
0: how they would do a part two. Yeah. Some Maybe greedy fucks shouldn't. came
1: out of the woodwork and said, of course, how are they going to do part two? And some people are pitching the idea that Shuri should become the main character.
0: I think they were probably already planning on doing yeah, that yeah. at some point.
1: And I was just like, "Can we let him be dead? Yeah. for a couple of days? like can, we not, can we not unfortunately,
0: right, for the sake of art <coughs> and I guess money, his death is inconvenient
1: p- to Disney, but that doesn't
0: ca- it's not like, that it's incon- well it, I guess technically hmm. for their perspective, it is inconvenient to Disney, but we are going to see his death in a way play out on screen in a way where it's like like. Like I
1: remember what they did with Paul Walker, I the CGI. <laughs> yo, I was just going <laughs> to mention CGI that. The CGI and the after. they didn't after, kill him off. They, they, they didn't just kill said, him yo, off.
0: he's going to do his own thing. Yeah. Like, all right, we're going to send you but, off.
1: But the C- they had to get his brother. They had yeah. to use CGI. They had to do all of these things to reanimate him, to make to use the last little clips and the last little things of what they had to not kill the character off but write them into a new story that, that will branch off, to allowing the space for growth for other yeah. characters. Yeah. Which, it, it happens mm-hmm. when an actor dies.
0: It just makes me wonder how, right? Because before, after Avengers Endgame, I became tired of superheroes. And I was like, I'm kind of done with the big budget movies. Me too. After we, that was since the end I of mo- it. Since, we, since I moved to Austin with you, we saw every single Marvel release in theaters the weekend of. After Endgame, I just thought, I'll see a couple of them, but I don't have the investment anymore because to me, the story that I was invested in is done. But then
1: Disney Plus came out.
0: Yes, and but Chadwick Boseman's death is going to play out somehow on screen. Like, they're going to have to address it. Like what's like,
1: like with Stan Lee.
0: Yeah, right? But I, I just don't know how they could because they were – Black Panther made so much fucking money. Like, it blew – Like they expected it to make money. They didn't expect it to make that
1: We were that in much line money. with people who hadn't bought tickets prior to. Yeah, and they that were like night. asked out. They, they were, were like, Yo. asked out. They said, "We're here to see that black." It was white people too. Yeah, it was this. It was this white family behind us. They were we, like, we, we, we were doing. We w- we were we went to the check-in kiosk to print out our tickets because we we of course bought online and ahead.
0: Always buy online. Always ahead. buy oh, online I'm and addicted ahead, folks. To that shit, never oh, ever ever, ever get to the theater it.
1: without having your seat already picked out. It's not. It's not for you. You're better than that. Anyways, <laughs> we were there picking up our tickets for Black Panther that we had booked weeks in advance because we're nerds. As soon
0: as they as soon as they went because on sale. Because I'm the movie ticket master for us. As soon as something comes out, I look at you. like the How does day-
1: p.m. on that Thursday sound? And you're like, oh, that's and you're fine. Like- <laughs> Ten minutes later, I'm
0: looking at you. I'm like, I got the tickets. <laughs> I
1: got the tickets. Anyways. We had this family of four behind us. The line was out the door to to go see uh Black Panther that night. Oh yeah. Oh my god, the line was out the door. We finally get in, get to the kiosk to pick up our tickets, this family behind us are like, "We're here to see that Black Panther movie. Did you buy a head? No, should we have? And they're like, yeah, "We're well, like it's like, completely sold, sold out. out. Like, like people go here home. already have tickets." Like go I don't even remember what else was out at the time, but but they were just like, "You can go see these others." But already, they already had several theaters filled up with Black Panther. Absolutely. So let's <laughs> let's the moral of the
0: story is get your motherfucking tickets ahead.
1: So, with that being said, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Absolutely. He will be very dearly missed, and we give our condolences to both his family and all who were blessed enough to know him. Absolutely. Um, Wrapping up on this week, I don't want it to end on a sad note. Mm-hmm. But let's all remember that we're living in very strange times. Yeah, COVID's we're living still happening. In we're living through very strange events. And not everything has to make sense. Because quite frankly, not everything does. Mm-hmm. Between the deaths that we've felt this year, the current political climate, the constant protests for basic human rights. Absolutely. The pandemic, the black community at its toughest others and other communities at their toughest Mm -hmm. i'd like to say that here at friendly strangers we are more than happy to say that we're blessed with things that others don't have and we are more than happy to acknowledge others pain and i'd just like to say good luck to everyone out there
0: absolutely it's hard see you guys again absolutely we hope to see you guys again two weeks most likely bi-weekly um thank you if you are listening we really do appreciate it and yeah rest in peace chadwick bozeman i want to echo every single thing that caitlin said um do you have anything for us where can they find you or do you just not want to
1: well all my social media is public now Hell um, yeah! so i got rid of the caitlin's corner um instagram page because caitlin's corner is now just a meh every now and then project yeah but you can still find me at K-A-E-T-L dot N on Instagram. Same thing on ins- on Twitter, which I'm not really on. Y'all, y'all got to teach me the Twitter game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would say Snapchat, but I'm not on there. That's literally just for the boys. Um, but yeah, feel free to interact and we will be around.
0: Absolutely. And I'm Justin dot ENC on Instagram. However, I have not been on it in weeks. I have like eight DMs from people that I know. That I just haven't even touched. Sometimes it's emotionally draining talking to people. So <laughs> I, just, I just don't. But it's Justin.enc for whenever my mental health is feeling <laughs> on track. So uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. This is the Friendly Strangers. I'm Justin. I'm Caitlin. Peace out.